0: Your brain might turn to putty, but there's still a chance to learn. We'll be your study buddies. We're going to talk about some stuff and make research cool. Welcome back to another episode of Study Buddies, the podcast that brings you the latest in science and psychology. And sometimes more. And today would be a sometimes more passing notes episode. It's a passing notes episode. And my name is Paola Sanchez-Abreu. And my name is Taylor Collins. Wow, wow, wow. Y'all are about to get the skinny today because we're talking about the study we talked about last week told you a little bit about it taylor brought in some good good information taylor some hot some steaming piles of bullshit for you Bullshit! bullshit. bullshit. Yes. that's right last week we talked about a study called this place is full of it towards an organizational bullshit perception scale. It's a 2020 study article and it was less of an experiment and it was more of a test to try out a new scale. They wanted to measure bullshit. So if you didn't get to listen to last week's episode, please go listen to it so you can get a sense of what the heck we're talking about. Um, but they we can I'll just give you just like a little like a little ooh, a little mm, let's called it a teaser. Tasty treat, yeah. Treat, a little, tasty yeah. treat. A little teaser, a little um, an, a morsel, a, a, a morsel, a, a crumb meal. of an appetizer, and a little nibblet. <laughs> I'm sorry, I went too no, far no, with no, that I one. It. I just really wasn't expecting it? Well, the niblet here is, they um had a 15-item scale that explored what they called three factors of bullshit that was identified in prior studies. And so those three factors were regard for the truth, the boss, and bullshit language. <laughs> so sorry. It's really funny when you try to say the word bullshit like very professionally. <laughs> like in the sentence, you just go for it. Three factors of bullshit identified in prior studies, including. <laughs> um, no, but so we had um, the the three factors of bullshit. The three factors of bullshit were the regard for the truth, the boss and bullshit language. And so they looked at all of those and they came up with a study that was um, or a scale that was statistically reliable, which is super exciting. And so um, now we have a bullshit scale because of this study. I, I mean, I'm a big bullshitter myself. I love bullshit. I think bullshit makes the world go round. And I mean, it does. And well, only when I'm using it, when other people are using it less so. Um, hmm, interesting, interesting. But it would be great to find a way to measure when our organizations are using it because I feel like, you know, it's just something we got to we got to get got to get to the DL on, you know. Yeah, because we know it's happening literally all the time. Let's touch on some the day to day. A segment where we look at how the data could influence our day-to-day on a personal level. Yeah. So uh, what you got, Taylor? Because I know you got something to say about bullshit in your own life. You know, this is a funny, this is a very funny study to talk about on a personal level, uh, workplace bullshit, Mm. because, you know, you know, Paula and I like to keep it like semi-profesh, but we've all worked in environments oh my God. where there is some bullshit. And I am just trying to be honest without stepping in some... To bullshit. Yeah, yeah, without uh putting my, my foot in my mouth, per se. But, yeah. I mean, we all have those bosses from our past, right? Like, it's not just yeah. me that had someone Absolutely. specifically come to mind mm-hmm. when you think about the scale yeah. of bullshit at your workplace, right? Yeah, I've worked in a lot of different... I've worked in a lot of different jobs and I've had some jobs that were like very honest and I've oof I have had I would say in my adult life more jobs where um, the bosses talk out of their butts more than they are being honest and um, it's incredibly frustrating to be on the like other end of that and to be receiving it and have it's like you uh, you never know where you stand because you don't know what is true or not in your own space. And so it's just so like, it's a very um, unnerving work environment when your boss is like, or like even whoever is above you, whether it be your boss or your supervisor or the manager of the company, when they're bullshitting, I feel like I'm on rocky roads and I almost always want to leave that job. See, I'm super, for me, like, it's, there's a specific type of bullshit, and it's when people double down on mistakes by, I lose my mind, because I'm, like, real, I'm, like, an accountability, apology, own up, move on person, Yeah, you know? And for me, like, the gaslighting and insanity that happens when, like, you know for a fact that someone, like, made this mistake, and then they just, like, and it's, like, fine, Yep, but then like they provide like weird explanations or like theories yep. as to why it happened or how it wasn't them or how someone else caused it and you're like stop with the bullshit. Like we all know what happened. Like you know what happened. I know what happened. Yeah. Carl over by the water cooler, he knows what happened. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> yeah. It's really really frustrating. I I feel like I've worked in a lot of jobs that like require sales and that's like full of bullshit because you really are just saying whatever you can to pursue the agenda of selling something. And so even when Mm -hmm. you're being trained to sell, you're being trained in in bullshitting by a bullshitter. And it makes like for a really uncomfortable relationship with the person that's training you. Wait, is is marketing just bullshit? Yeah. Or is bullshit just marketing? Taylor, you can't do that to me. You know what we're going to have to do? <laughs> we got to send them this scale. We got to send this scale to every single marketing firm and have them do it on their own practices. Well, that's the thing is it would be different though, because that wouldn't be in within your workplace, right? Because you're not, mark- oh, you're not yeah, selling yes. to your coworkers. So that would be like within the world. So I don't think the scale would, uh, unfortunately. We'd would have apply. to test the entire world. We'd have to do another bullshit scale for the world. Damn. That sounds, like, really intense. Although I wonder if there would be a way to, like, you know, once they prove the validity of this even more, right, to, like, slightly change aspects of it to make it generalizable in, like, other areas. Mm. Yeah, there's got to be a way because it's very – I hate that you asked that question because – it was, you know, punny and annoying, but it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Um, I want to ask you, okay, so there were four ways that people dealt with bullshit. They had the exit, which is escaping the bullshit, voicing, which is confronting the bullshit, loyalty, which is embracing and spreading the bullshit, and neglecting, which is disengaging from the bullshit. True. Which of those do you feel like you do in the workplace specifically? Oh, I feel like I'm doing a dance. Oh yeah. I tr- I truly truly feel like I'm doing a dance all the mm. time because I will tell you that my initial reaction is very much so voice confront the bullshit. I am a very like give it to them. Here's my thought. Yeah, you no are no filter kind of person. Yeah. And so I'll just come at you straight it doesn't always work out great for me. Right. right, um, right. <laughs> but obviously I there's a time and a place and that doesn't always work. Um, so sometimes, um, sometimes if the bullshit is tolerable enough, uh, or if I've done enough confronting lately that I'm on like thin ice, I'll go into loyalty, you know, I'll be like, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, I get it. You know, we'll, we'll schmooze a little bit, you embrace, you spread the love, you know, and then, um, (sighs) something happens that really pisses me off, you know, some real bullshit arises and then I might move into neglect. I'm disengaging I am no longer emotionally present. I am actually mm. I am actually uh disengaging from the bullshit by mentally practicing exit, escaping from the bullshit, just fantasizing about quitting. That's I feel like that's my that's my go-to in the workplace is neglect. <laughs> like I immediately I'm just like I could quit this job and how can I quit this job? It's like cr- isn't that escape? I think you go to I don't think you neglect I think you. Oh. Escaped. Oh yeah 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 no that's right, I I try to escape the <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> I was looking at the wrong thing. Yeah, because neglecting is like ignoring it and tolerating it, which I think sometimes you have to do. Because like, if you escape the bullshit every time there was bullshit, we would all be out of a job because every job has some bullshit that is like at one or another level of tolerability. Yeah. It's funny because now I'm thinking about how like in my voiceover work, like there's very little bullshit because like I can hear something and be like, oh, you want me to say that with like a different tone? Okay, And then I can say it nearly the exact same way. And they're like, that was it. And like, I know it's not bullshit for them, but it feels a little bullshitty for me, but I know it's not (laughs) for them. So I'm trying to think of like where I don't really know quite where there's like bullshit in like my voiceover work, whereas like literally every day job I've had, I'm just like, I can't handle this. Like I can't handle the like pretense of it oh. all. I, it's so hey. difficult for me, Taylor. It's like, it's impossible. And I've been saying this for years, but I've been saying how like, I just, I, it's so difficult for me to work with a boss. Like I, I just don't, I don't know how to handle it because there's just a level of inauthenticity that I've experienced with every boss that I, I it's so hard for me to trust a boss so hard that's so fascinating see i feel like it again going back to it's a dance because i i do this dance you know i'm a therapist right yeah oh god yeah jeez i'm a therapist with a micro uh environment that i work in that's like within a larger organization so i have like the larger organizational bullshit Then like yeah. the smaller organizational bullshit. And then I have like <laughs> my clients but, yeah, with, yeah, who I, who I meet day to day. And again, like almost like we were talking about before, there's just some, there's just some level of BS that is expected and acceptable in like normal day to day life of like, yep. oh yeah, I'm going to go to the gym. Like you're, you're not going to go to the gym. Yeah. Again, we, again, we all know, but, <laughs> but not even just things like that. But I, I think that like, Particularly when you're a therapist, or when you're working with your therapist, there will be some bullshit in the relationship, and some things, and it's like you're navigating that on a therapeutic level. So I'm like a professional bullshit spy navigator. Yeah, yeah, you are. Like, yeah, I don't know. They didn't need to invent the scale; they could just t- pull you in. Yeah, I don't know, like how good I am at always detecting bullshit, because mm. I mean, interestingly enough, I as a therapist i think because i'm such an earnest person and i'll tell you as i see it when someone tells me something i just trust it because if you want me to know that about you or you want me to think it yeah, i just go that's with it so but true. then it does sometimes leave me feeling i think a little bit oh yeah i should have realized that when some like a something happens where a client was like clearly lying to me and then something comes out in their life and they're like oh yeah no i i really uh yeah. So remember how I've been sober for five years yeah, Well, I've been tricky. drinking for the last five months? <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> right, 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 so right. That right. led to the DUI. Got it. I'm caught up now. Yeah. That like leads me, that leads me to like, think of, um, like, I don't, it's difficult to know when I'm bullshitting myself. Like we brought up that thing of like, you know, when you like, like you you run into somebody and you say like oh my gosh we should totally catch up and like let's get a coffee or whatever I feel like I genuinely mean that and then I just don't Mm. get to like I mean I genuinely in the moment I'm like absolutely like let's please do that and then like I just don't text them and they don't text me and partly because they don't text me I'm like I guess they didn't really mean it but I did. And like that kind of stuff, like, it's just like a very funny thing that I've done this very, very often, like where I'll be like, yes, like, let's definitely go on like a cookie date in the city and like go get cookies. And then like, <laughs> I date. don't. Text I the- love that. That's the first example that came into your. head. Yeah. Heart. Well, I'm thinking about that because I'm like, I should really text that girl and go get like, go get cookies with her. Like I said, we were going to do, but like my, my, my like, it's just frustrating because, like, I'm like, am I bullshitting myself right now? Like, am I being genuine? I don't know, but I'm going to try. I think it's a mix because at least for me in my head, when that's happening, I will, first of all, there's a group of people where, like, I genuinely want to hang out with Yes, you, But, like, I, other things get in the way. You know, Who whose ball is, who's the court's the ball and who's going to yeah, do what? Yeah, where is then, the court? Yeah, exactly. You know, life gets in the and then you have you gotta mail something back and you get the taxes so like <laughs> things get in the way <laughs> things get in the way you know day-to-day life comes in and yeah. then you can't yeah um but so there's that group of people that you right. actually really like enjoy the company of and yeah. then there's like the group of people that like you run into and there's this like obligatory ooh uh like politeness you know the niceties and then it's like oh my gosh you know we should do this and like you know you're just sent you're just going along so that way it's almost like the study says like you can get to your objective my objective is, is to leave, leave this <laughs> without making you feel uncomfortable like I'm just trying I have to yeah. I'm just trying to get to my car I have my car keys in my hand yep. I'm standing with a bag of groceries it's the exit yeah Sharon, to get I just – you know, it's great running into you at CVS, but, like, I got to go. This, like, I got to go. <laughs> this reminds me of a time where um – I'll text you. I, like – I was out with, like, a couple different high school friends of Dave's at a bar, and this girl that I used to be really good friends with showed up, and – um. You know, we I was I was perfectly friend, You know, we were friendly. We like chatted a little bit, and at the <laughs> at the end, mind you, I hadn't seen this woman in mm, I don't know seven years. At the end, we go. I was there for. We were talking for like twenty minutes, maybe. And at the end, like I said goodbye to everyone, and she goes, "Bye, love ya." And I was like, "I." what? Like, I think I literally said that and then I walked away because <laughs> I didn't know what to do with the bullshit. That was that I love. Yeah. Like you don't, I don't, we don't, how I don't say that to, to what? Ooh, what? It was so you, and confusing. You, you didn't, you didn't give the bullshit back. I really didn't. It's very difficult for it, me. I think. I think that is sometimes hard to do in the, in the dance of the bullshit. Oh, it's so, so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's a good time to move into... Macro only and cheese. cheese. Yay! This is a segment where we connect the study's suggestions to the bigger picture. Right. And I think uh, the first thing that I think about in this is, like, truly all of those statements that are said, like, oh, yeah, we're working on that, or, like, we'll touch on that in the next meeting, or... um, you know, like, or, you know, or just be patient. Like, we'll get to it. Like, things like that. We'll just have to keep having these conversations. Yeah, like, that That stuff in the workplace is, um, yeah, it's bullshit. And, yeah, it doesn't make your employees feel great. But, like, also, I think it's a, like, it's hugely stagnating to, like, the progress of a company culture. It doesn't allow oh, yeah. for, like, your company to have, in the people in your company to have input in the work. And that's the bullshit jargon, I think, that is said by upper management yes. to placate the actual confrontation of other bullshit. So yeah. when people are like, look, here's the bullshit, like this doesn't add up or this doesn't make sense or this is a valid concern that we yeah. have, we're sharing it with you. And the company's like, ooh. Yeah, we don't really want to address that. So we're just going to have to, I think it's great that you brought it to the table. Uh, We really appreciate you being honest with us. Like we really want to make this a better work environment for everyone. So I think we should keep having conversations about that. Stop it. I know. Well, stop it. And I think about that in the context of like last summer when we saw all the uprisings with Black Lives Matter and like yep. all of these companies coming out with new diversity statements and like addressing like, you know, their own complicity within their company and like having like three trainings and like creating a committee and then like nothing has happened. Like a year right. later, like nothing has changed. Their management hasn't changed. Like no, they, they haven't elected some the people. Ch- yeah. Into what? some positions, they had a couple seminars, but then, as far as actually putting policies into place, yeah, there isn't anything so like the words do not match. Yeah, there's um, <laughs> there's this so in SpongeBob SquarePants the musical, there is a crisis in the town of Bikini Bottom, and the mayor. Is like, don't worry, folks, we are going to make an agenda, to have a meeting, to host a committee, to have, (laughs) and then she just like lists off like a a bunch of things that need to be done. (laughs) And it's just like, that's what it feels like Uh, sometimes, like in large, like watching large corporations say like, oh, like we are taking steps to address the situation, to have a meeting in which to to hire new. Consider maybe emailing someone that might. Speak about this. Yes, exactly. What And black lives matter, like that's their sign off. It's just like so bizarre and it happens so often and I can only imagine that like for the people of com- color in that company or for any people that like have any kind of adversity or marginalization like in our own oppressive structures that it's really difficult. To continue, like swallowing their tongue while oh, watching yeah. all of that happen, it's, and knowing it's the that they're performance still working there, activism of organizations. Yeah, it's so <laughs> gross and so awful to see. It's so bad. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, it's. It, I agree. It's a. It's beyond frustrating. Yeah, absolutely, and it, like it, it's just that. Also, like you can see it on Instagram too, like you know, you scroll back and you see they're like, you know, Black Lives Matter posts or like this organization is committed to diversity or this organization is committed to lifting up BIPOC voices. Um, But like you see that nothing has changed, like nothing at all. It's just so bizarre. Yeah. It's it's really frustrating because exactly like you're saying, like there's a lot of talk and it. The bullshit kind of gets in the way of there actually being progress. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting the article actually has a quote that says um and they're referencing another study uh spicer 2017 uh but their quote is bullshit has a number of negative effects on both employees and organizations including a separation of talk and action Mm -hmm. an apparent ignorance to well-established assumptions and a tendency to to suppress those with differing opinions and perspective yeah The author, uh, Spicer 2017, cautions that the most detrimental consequence of rampant organizational bullshit is the corrosion of organizational decision making. That's absolutely true. One hundred percent. Right. Like the serious, the serious effect of it is like it creates a way to kind of talk and communicate around accountability for things. One hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> it's an issue. Sure is. Good thing we have a scale to measure it with now. Yeah, and I do I do actually want to share one more quote from the study. Uh, Hit us with it. Uh, similarly to my data data, brings uh, certain pictures uh, or certain examples immediately into mind. Mm-hmm. So this quote uh, in the study was basically talking about another author's prior literature on bullshit, Petrocelli 2018, uh, and the author summarized his work saying, leaders will be driven to bullshit when the social and professional expectations to have an opinion are high and when they expect to get away with it. These two conditions are subject to how knowledgeable mm. or unknowledgeable their audience is. Similarly, if leaders exhibit high levels of overconfidence and believe they are popular among their peers, this will make them likely to engage in more bullshit-related behavior. End quote. That's crazy. So if they're basically, like, liked more or have, like, a high... Yeah, that's so interesting. Oh, no, no, no. Not if they are more popular. If they believe yeah. they are more popular. That's that's crazy. Which is... Which is different. Yeah, wow, that's really insidious. <laughs> you know, overconfidence and believing they're popular. And also I think it's really interesting because at the beginning of it says like they're more likely to bullshit when there's an expectation for them to have an answer. Yeah. So like being put in a position of power yep. where you are the one that people go to for an understanding of something. Yeah. If you don't understand it, but you'll, you're whatever your answer is will you'll probably get away with whatever you say like you're more likely to bullshit because people are going to come to you looking for that expecting that from you so that makes oh, people Oh wow, it sounds like a president it. or something I don't know that we once had. Oh, I don't know. Was I the only one who immediately went there? Like it's really interesting. Yeah. Like I think all of those kind of variables really remind me of our our prior president unfortunately. Yeah, for sure. And like just narcissists in general like how that like it's like a feedback loop like if you see yourself as that important and that deserving and that just like inherently beholden of attention popularity and also and then if you're in a position of power where there's that expectation like a narcissist in power you're more likely to just continue right bullshitting and not caring about the truth especially if you're likely to get away with it and as the quote says your likelihood of getting away with it might have to do with your audience and if they know that what you're talking about is true or not. Or yeah. And the thing is, when we have the situation we have in our country right now, where the audience is unable to distinguish the truth, yeah, from lies or manipulations because of being or... undereducated, because of being undereducated, as well as because of uh, campaigns of kind of propaganda or misinformation. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, like I, I think you know, the way that media and information is disseminated nowadays has kind of created this weird storm of bullshit. Like, people just don't have a bullshit meter because it's so, like, there's just so much of it everywhere. Or rather, there's so many, there's actually, like, I think there's a combination of, because like the, and just remembering that lies are different than bullshit. Like, I think there's a combination of two things happening where people don't have a regard for the truth and then other people are lying. Right. And like, and I think, I think Trump both lies and, and bullshit, bullshit, which are yeah. different. Yeah. yeah. Cause bullshit would be he doesn't know, but he's talking out of his butt and charismatic right. people just same some shit. And we go, mm hmm, you know? Yeah. Cause you trust that. I mean, we didn't trust it, but like a lot of people trusted that. Or wanted to trust it enough that they did if i would have i bet if i met him before he was president and he said some stuff to me like before i knew the depth of his character because it was mass reported on by media yeah. to help me understand who he really is i probably would have yeah, been good talkers right because yeah. he's in positions of power right and he you know he is successful so you would think that you can trust someone yeah. who's in a high position of power so you would I'd be less likely to challenge someone who is, like, super rich and established. I don't know about you. It's funny because I think this happens a lot in politics. Like, I can even think of, like, Senator Chuck Schumer, who, like, the Sunrise Movement has been, like, working a lot on getting him to, like, just join our, you know, fight for good jobs for all. And, like, his flip-flopping, like, over the last year. And until I, I mean, I didn't have any awareness of his wishy-washiness until I became involved in organizing and and I think that happens a lot like the majority of people aren't necessarily going to be involved in organizing or activism or politics in a way that they can you know look at a person's history and see like how good of a talker they are and experience that and be like wait a second this doesn't align with what you're actually doing right they're just going to trust the word because we don't have time To navigate and learn about every inch of the universe, and so we have to kind of default to truth, and I think the default to truth and the lack of education because we can't be educated on everything leads to a lot of room for some bullshit. It really does. And I think that like it would be really useful for everybody to learn how to bullshit better in high school so they can spot it easier. Maybe there should be like a bullshit (laughs) class. Like I think maybe that would be like So become a good bullshitter in order to fight bullshitting. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I, how much I think that's a good idea, Paula, but well, I think there I think we need to do a study on it, Taylor, because until we have a theory, you know, that's Hi, been we proven like... wrong. What are we gonna do? We would like to do a study to measure a scale on bullshit so we can measure bullshit by seeing if bullshit creates more bullshit. Bullshit. Are you lost <laughs> in our bullshit? Because we are. <laughs> Well, hopefully, my study buddy friends, you did not think that we were bullshitting this whole episode because I feel very earnest about everything that I just said. Something tells me that we are going to have to mark this episode as an explicit one. Yeah, I think we said bullshit enough times. Maybe. (laughs) Bullshit. Maybe that. Just one more. Just just one more. Yeah. Well, we were going to have to say one more, which is thank you so much for joining us on our Passing Notes episode about, here it is, bullshit. Bullshit. But um, we'll mark this as explicit, so don't listen with your kids. Oops, is it too late? Did I say that too late? Ah, well, they'll learn something new today. And I hope that you have, I don't know, Taylor, what do you want to call it? A kick butt week? A kick bullshit week? I don't. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like that. that. But that's fine. I hope you, I hope you... Kick bullshit this week, and yeah. we will see you next week for another episode of Study Buddies. Bye, buddies! You can follow Study Buddies on Instagram at Study Buddies Podcast or send us an email at studybuddiespodcast at gmail dot com. Study Buddies is created and produced by Paula Sanchez Abreu and Taylor Collins. Our podcast is edited by Renee Collette. Our music was composed by singer songwriter Caught in Between. Our graphics were designed by Monica Ray Summers Gonzalez. Our social media is run by Kieran Dio. Media Photography by Sherry Lynn Photography.